I'm just here so I won't get fined. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! It's got to be one of the dumbest calls offensively in Super Bowl history. Are you kidding me? Danny Manny of Balls.Ian Studio. Hello. Hey, Joe. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, very well. So the Colin Kaepernick story continues at quite a pace. We talked about this last week. The short version is San Francisco 49ers quarterback. He has been protesting. He has progressed from sitting down to taking a knee during the American National Anthem pre-game. Huge story. Biggest story in the country maybe last week. Everybody weighing in with their opinions. We played about three, four minutes of him speaking mm-hmm. last week. Very eloquent, very impressive guy. And he is continuing with this protest. Yeah, that's right. The 49ers played their final preseason game last Thursday night in San Diego, Mm -hmm. a big military community in San Diego, big uh, naval community there. Uh, And everyone was wondering what Kaepernick would do, even though he said he was going to protest. Instead of sitting down as he did during the game two weeks ago, he took one knee. Uh, He was joined by his teammate, Eric Reed. He was roundly booed by the fans there. Um, There was a chorus of boos that sort of went up right before the anthem started. Um, and you know, Kaepernick, he, he's, he's kept this going. He's not, he's not going to sort of just let this go. Mm. And, um, you know, he was, there's been, it's been very divisive, but we've seen, I think you mentioned earlier in the show, it's his jerseys are the biggest selling jersey in the NFL, in the NFL right now. Yeah. So. He sold more Kaepernick jerseys in the last week than he did in the previous eight months. He's number three nationally, the Kaepernick jersey. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, people are, are really alienated by it, but a lot of people are also really, um, are, are siding with him. Here's Kaepernick talking after the game Thursday night about why he decided to uh, take one knee as opposed to sit on the bench. It was something I was thinking about to try to make sure that I'm not just talking about something, but I'm actively being involved and actively trying to make a change in these communities. And I've been very blessed to be in this position and be able to make the kind of money I do. And I have to help these people. I have to help these communities. It's not right that they're not put in the position to succeed or given those opportunities to succeed. And as far as taking a knee tonight, Eric, as well as myself, had a long conversation with Nate Boyer, who is a military vet, and we were talking to him about how can we get the message back on track and not take away from the military, not take away from pride in our country, but keep the focus on what the issues really are. And as we talked about it, we came up with taking a knee. Uh, because there are issues that still need to be addressed. And it was also a way to try to show more respect to the men and women that fight for this country. We're going to bring you the thoughts of Brian Curtis, editor-at-large of TheRinger.com, in just a moment. He's written a piece about this, which is really good and worth uh, checking out at TheRinger.com. And naturally enough, it's a huge story. Barack Obama is over in China at the G20 summit at the moment, uh, signing very big deals on uh, climate change and other such matters but naturally people want to know what he has to think about this so here was Obama's take on the Kaepernick situation speaking in China and in terms of Mr. Kaepernick uh, he's exercising his constitutional right to make a statement 
I think there's a long history of sports figures doing so. Um, I think there are a lot of ways you can do it uh, as, as a general matter. Uh, when it comes to the flag and the national anthem and uh, the meaning that that holds for our men and women in uniform and, and, and those who fought for us, um, you know, that is uh, a tough thing for them to get past to then hear uh, what his deeper concerns are. But I don't doubt his sincerity based on what I've heard. I think he cares about uh, some real, legitimate issues that have to be talked about. Um, and you know, if nothing else, what he's done is he's generated uh, you know, more conversation around some topics that need to be talked about. He sure has. So Brian Curtis is on the line. Uh, Brian, in your piece on the ringer.com, you draw a very direct parallel with 1968 when Nixon was running and, and presented himself as the law and order candidate, essentially. And you say Donald Trump's campaign announced it was rebooting 1968 with Nixonian gusto. Trump would push the idea that crime in America was out of control, that our inner cities were a disaster. And you go on to say, with Kaepernick subbing in for Smith and Carlos and Trump for Tricky Dick, we have our own versions of the adversaries of 68 standing on the opposite sides of the scrimmage line. World has changed a lot since then, but our plunge into the sports politics nexus feels eerily similar. Similar. All we need is a new Howard Cassell to interview everybody on TV. There you go. <laughs> Interesting times. It, it does. It really is. And, you know, I think the sort of, you know, I, I don't want to say it came out of nowhere what Kaepernick did, because we've been talking about police violence in the United States for months and months now. And Donald Trump has been sort of arguing the other side of the coin, which is that the police are the only ones protecting us from, you know, disintegrating into chaos or whatever it is, he says. But when Kaepernick stepped forward, it really sort of crystallized the issue. And for somebody, a quarterback like him, for somebody who's a really famous athlete in the United States, to willingly step forward and take all this fire was pretty amazing. And you guys mentioned how much his jerseys were selling. I don't think anybody, and probably including Kaepernick, could have possibly anticipated that that would have been the case. Mm. They would have had no idea that he would suddenly become sort of more popular than he ever was as a player. It's pretty remarkable. I think I understand what the people against Kaepernick are writing about respect for the flag and respect for the military and, and various articles like that. What about the articles in favour of him, uh, Brian? Are these very much, you know, is it, is it a defence based on his First Amendment rights or are they going further? Are people, sports writers and other people saying, well, hang on, when he talks about police brutality or bias here, he's actually making a really good point. Uh, I think you see some of both. I find the First Amendment uh, rights uh, defenses to be pretty funny when people say, well, you know, he has the right to protest. He has a freedom of speech and he has the right to protest. Well, no kidding, right? <laughs> I mean, of course he does. It's in the Constitution. We don't need to be reminded that we have the right to say and, you know, and print most of, mostly whatever we want in the United States. But um, I think there are a lot of people that think police violence is a huge deal and it has been until the last couple of months until you see a lot of protests in the United States and a sort of more vigorous protest movement about it has been completely ignored and that what he's doing is drawing high-profile attention to it and that absolutely it's a problem. I would put myself in that camp for sure. Uh, Brian, has Kaepernick's um, his, his argument been undermined in any way by the fact that you know his standing as an athlete is somewhat in decline? And when you think of the guys in the 60s, uh, the 
the civil rights activist athletes, the likes of Ali and Bill Russell, Jim Brown. These guys were all also, you know, the best athletes of their of their time. Um, the fact that Kaepernick is, you know, a backup quarterback now, does that sort of change how he's being perceived at all back in America? Certainly by his detractors, who would argue that he's, you know, he's not a very good quarterback, which I think is kind of a red herring, you know, who cares? I mean, the, the flip side of it is that basically Colin Kaepernick went into uh, training camp this year in the NFL fighting for his job, and that this is, of all times, probably the most inconvenient time that he could come out and say something like this, because there's a very thin line that he's on right now between being employed in the NFL and being not being employed at all. And giving a team like this uh, a reason, you know, to kind of cut him or, or cut him loose uh, is really risky on his part. But I find, to your point, a really funny is the 49ers, for all the controversy this has caused, kept him on the team. Mm. So he's obviously still a pretty good quarterback, or at least better than a lot of what they have on the roster. There's so many different ways this can play out and so many directions this can go. So he was joined by Eric Reed on Thursday. It was it was striking to see the um, soccer international Megan Rapinoe. She knelt during the national anthem before a Seattle game on Sunday, and she said it was very intentional. It was a nod to Kaepernick. Everything he's standing for right now. And she talked about being a gay American, and she says, "I know what it means to look at the flag and not have it protect all of your liberties." So we're seeing you know nods to Kaepernick spreading to to various places, and then. I'm seeing the uh, Santa Clara Police Union over the weekend. They've threatened to stop providing security at the stadium where Kaepernick's uh, 49ers play. And you're thinking, ooh, that could get very ugly. Absolutely. I mean, when, when, when did the police, uh, the job of the police begin to protect only people whose political viewpoints they agreed with mm. <laughs> rather than to protect everyone, no matter what their political viewpoints are, provided they are uh, obeying the law, which is what Colin Kaepernick is doing. Yeah, I think the, well, the, the union, other players... The, the union's line, for what it's worth, is they, they respected his right to protest, but they said they have a duty to protect their members um, and make their working environments free of harassing behavior. And they figure that Kaepernick kneeling down is harassment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> which <laughs> we can... a pretty big leap, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> And there was another member of the Seattle Seahawks, too, by the way, Jeremy Lane, who also joined in Kaepernick's protest over the weekend. I think when I saw those additional athletes doing it, it was a real, you know, it was a moment where a lot of us went, oh, wow. You know, because this is how protest movements start, right? It's often one person or very few people, and then then they're joined by other people. And then you think, oh, wow, this is really going to be something. This is going to be something significant rather than sort of one person standing against the tide of history and the tide of public opinion. It's Mm. really fascinating. Mm. Uh, Brian, have you been satisfied with the, the the media reaction in general? I know it's America, such a massive country, and there's you know um, so many such a plurality of opinions. But um, does, I'm, I'm just curious how hot take culture has uh, taken to Kaepernick, and 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 he's very he's making very serious points here about police uh, brutality and things like that. I mean, you know, it's not it's not this broad abstract um, movement. It's actually he's saying you know we need um, you know police to be to you know to take to have their um i've just broken your job but the you know for for well he made the point about how they're paid and even when they're on leave after yeah. shooting someone for instance he's i guess your your the point which you've you've just made um brian is that he's bringing up specifics here it's not just kind of broad the kind of notions i would have had about politics when i was 12 Right. First of all, let me say how heartwarming it is that the phrase hot take culture has made its way to Ireland. <laughs> That's uh, so nice to know that we <laughs> even the Irish are, are know what that means. But the um, yeah, you know, when you say satisfied with the media reaction, I think 
some of it has been terrible <laughs> to my eyes, uh, has been very, uh, you know, sort of randomly strange and, and angry and in ways that I don't understand. Uh, some of it's been very good. I think one of my friends in the media pointed this out, that it's one of those rare moments in the country, or at least in the uh, little sports writing universe that we live in, where it's very clarifying, you know. Everybody who has an opinion on this, you, you immediately go, oh, well, that's where he stands, right? That's what he thinks about things like this, or she thinks about things like this. And um, there aren't many issues, I think, that draw a line so clearly and that kind of reveal how people feel. And that's, that's actually one of the things I like most about the Kaepernick thing, both within the, in the press, and within the athletes themselves, because we've had a lot of athletes you didn't, whom uh, we should mention have been on completely the other side of this, right, who have said that Kaepernick is not right to do this, and he, that he maybe has a, has a constitutional right to do it, but that he's doing something really uh, nasty and wrong by doing it. And it's really interesting in America to have everybody on the record and everybody talking about these things that I think people would have been very reluctant to talk about had Kaepernick not brought it to our attention. And, and what kind of numbers of his teammates have spoken out and gone on the record, Brian? Uh, on the Forty ers you know, a handful, right. and I think that's about that's about as many as you can as you you can think. Some of them have just kind of taken the position that we defend. You know, I'm not going to talk about it, but I certainly defend his right to to say what he wants. Yeah. You know, some people it's like it's like whenever you have a political discussion around the dinner table, right? Some people are going to have really strong opinions. Some people on both sides of the issue, and some people just don't want to talk about it. Mm. I think it's probably pretty much the same with athletes. What's What's been interesting is that they've actually, you know, that that Kaepernick stood up in a in a team meeting and said, you know, these are my beliefs. Th- this is what I feel, and it, you know, the team sort of sat there and you know they you know they thought about it and considered it. It wasn't like a sort of he's not a sort of a lone wolf to use a terrible phrase, but you know he's not on his own. He he he's been straight up with his team the whole time. Um, he's let them know this is where I'm at, and you know it's it's there. It's their call what they want to do with it, you know. But like, you know, and Dr. Harry Edwards has been on this show. Mm. He's involved in the 49ers in the sort of in, on the sort of leadership council that they have. So all of this is being sort of run in a, in a, in a very clear and straightforward way, you know. Mm. And and I think it's sort of reflected in how Kaepernick speaks and how and how he presents himself to the media, which I think has had a huge bearing on on why this protest has been so successful. Yeah, in spreading. He's, been, he's been very impressive. I guess the last question, Brian, which is near impossible to answer. So, you know, this could go in two extremes or it could go somewhere down the middle whereby it spreads and you see other players doing it and, and more Megan Rapinoe's or or maybe we just get to a point in four months time where Kaepernick's doing his thing and it's just part of the landscape and the wallpaper and no one even passes comment on it anymore. You know, that's just Kaepernick doing his thing. We know what that is uh, or somewhere in the middle. I mean, it, it's it's hard to know where this goes. It's hard to know where it goes, but I'd say after a couple of days of this, we know that he's actually he's committed to the issue, right? It wasn't yeah. just an offhand comment. And the other thing I'd say is that you know he doesn't just have to rally athletes to his cause; he can just rally people to his cause, right? You know, he can he can bring protesters into the streets who don't have to happen to play in the NFL. Mm. But I do think there'll be more athletes, or at least I think what it does is it encourages athletes to have political come out with political opinions that aren't necessarily going to get them patted on the back every time. And I think when when you look at Twitter and what it's done, and the way that athletes don't have to go through the filter of the mainstream press to express themselves. Uh, this is the kind of thing where you say, look, I can come out and give an opinion that's going to be unpopular in a giant segment of American society, and it's okay. Mm. And people, could, people will have my back. People will come to my defense. And you can do this, and you can venture this as an athlete, and you know, the world isn't going to end tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Brian, people can read your piece at TheRinger.com. Thanks so much for joining us. 
Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Cheers. Brian Curtis there, who's editor-at-large at TheRinger.com. And Donnie, safe to say, we'll be talking about this again. I believe this protest is not going away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, On the way next, we'll give you a chance to enter our competition to go to Huddle Dublin, which will be a brilliant event on this month. And we'll get the thoughts of JJ Delaney and Tommy Dunn on the weekend's hurling. Don't hold back. Call News Talk on 1890 453 106.